Hi, everyone. I'm Haley Augusta, and I'm your host of No Sex in the Suburbs, a podcast about marriage, sex, and momming so hard. So today we're going to talk about romance. You know, romance, (laughs) the thing that you maybe hopefully still feel, but maybe used to feel when you could manage a date night or maybe even like a whole night away and we had babysitters and we had restaurants. We're going to talk about how to carve out time for romance in the time of COVID. I want to be clear, we're actually not going to talk about sex this episode. So we will talk about sex in a coming up episode. I'm actually interviewing Tova Lee. If you don't know her, she is an internet sensation and you should probably follow her on Instagram or Facebook. She has also written a book called Fucked at 40 and she has a documentary on Amazon Prime. Uh, It's all about her (laughs) midlife crisis. So we'll talk about that, but we're really going to talk about um, libido and sex drive in the time of COVID. But today's show is going to talk about romance in the time of COVID. And it's going to go like this. First, I'm going to talk about what not to do. Then I'm going to talk about what has worked in my relationship and my marriage. And then I'm going to read some stuff that listeners wrote in because I did post on social media. You know, does anyone, has anybody figured it out? Because it's been almost a year of COVID now. So my listeners were kind enough to submit some things and I think they apply to pretty much everyone. So thank you very much for everyone who submitted. And speaking of that, if you do want to be on the show, can always DM me. I'm on Instagram at no sex in the suburbs. You can email me no sex in the suburbs podcast at Gmail. I would love to hear from you about how you think the show's going, anything you want to talk about, or even if you don't want to be on the show, any themes. As you know, this show is dedicated to everything that happens after happily ever after. So I would always, always love to hear from you. So before we get into it, I know your time is valuable and I just want to do a couple qualifiers to this episode of finding romance in the time of COVID. So number one, I am not an expert. I'm just a regular mom. This is just something, actually what happened, my success story happened spontaneously. And then how it happened, we were like, oh my God, this worked. This was amazing. We have to do this more often. And then we kind of made it a plan. So yeah, you're going to hear from people like me and my, and our listeners. So this is just regular. This is, we're not Dr. Laura over here. The second thing that I want to say is that I'm in California. So we had a hardcore lockdown last March. I mean, I'm talking everything closed, school, restaurants, only you can only basically like go to your grocery store. You're supposed to shelter in place. So don't leave your house unless you're going to like exercise or pick up essential food or medicine. Um, so we had it pretty bad. And um, a lot of the public schools are still virtual, I've had restaurants closed. They just reopened. But I mean, we've kind of toggled back and forth between really severe mandated shutdowns and a little bit less severe. But I don't know. I, I know there's listeners kind of all over the country and actually all over the world. Shout out to all my international listeners. Thank you very much. I guess my point is that everywhere has their own particular COVID lockdown circumstances. So my sister, she lives in Florida. Florida has totally stayed open. So she could go to a restaurant and she could get a babysitter and things if she wanted to. So clearly if you are in a lax kind of area, then this isn't necessarily going to apply for you. Although you could do these things no matter what. But if you're stuck in a situation like we are in California or a more severely locked down place like London, then hopefully these tips will help you. 
So yeah, I hope you enjoy the show. And as always, if you do, the best thing that you can do to support me is to do a five-star review on Apple and actually take some time to just write a little blurb. It's how I get discovered and it would mean the world to me. All right, thanks so much and let's do this. Okay, everybody, welcome, welcome. Thanks so much for joining. So today I am flying solo and we're going to talk about romance in the time of COVID, carving out moments where you can like look into your husband's eyes and feel the connection between you rekindled. And it's really so important, especially in this season of stress and uncertainty and worry, etc. that has been brought on by this global pandemic that has really touched everybody in one way or the other. So if you're listening in real time, the reason why I'm doing this now is for two reasons. Number one, Valentine's Day is around the corner. And to be frank, I don't really give a shit about Valentine's Day. I think it's a Hallmark holiday. Um, I think it's very manufactured. And I think that it makes single people feel like crap. I remember when I was uh, in my early 20s, I was desperate and dateless, living at home with my parents. And they were like, hey, Haley can you go get us a dessert so we can like have a romantic time? And I was like, okay, great. So I went to Ralph's, (laughs) got a dessert and I felt like such a loser. And any holiday that makes you feel badly about yourself is not a good holiday. So whoever's out there, don't feel bad about yourself. And Valentine's Day is a silly, ridiculous, made up holiday. However, I do have a deep and meaningful relationship with chocolate. So any holiday that encourages me to go to see's candy and get a giant heart-shaped box of chocolate and fill it up with all my favorites, I support. So I'm really torn between my like ideological dislike of Valentine's Day with my true and steadfast love for chocolate. So it's tricky. So that's one reason. <laughs> the number two reason, and really more important, is that we are coming up on a year of coronavirus a year I mean I guess if you were in China it's been a year since like December but in California where I live the first hardcore lockdown happened in March so like poof I remember I had my kids parent-teacher conference and we were like do you think like something's gonna happen like oh I don't know and then wham the you know notice from the governor or whatever came down the next day and restaurants were closed schools were closed shops were closed malls were closed everything was closed the world as we knew it was just like poof (laughs) into the stratosphere. So things that you rely on when you live in the suburbs and are rounding out middle age for fun, like babysitters and local restaurants. And I mean, at the time we were even kind of afraid to order takeout because it was all about, oh, if you touch it, it lives on services for a million years. And, you know, everyone's hands were raw from washing them and stuff. But so all those things were just gone. And then all of a sudden, you also had to adjust to everyone being in your space 24-7. My God. So that was a big adjustment. My kids who went to school every day were now home. And um, my situation is I have a two-year-old. I had a two-year-old and a four-year-old. Now they're three and five because it's been going on this long. But we were trying to do virtual preschool in front of Zoom. And to be frank with you, I just ended up ditching most of it because it was so awful. It was so awful. And like, you know, what are they really learning anyway? The shapes and the colors and stuff. I'm sure I could just, I ended up doing my own homeschool because I was just like, I can't like deal with the logins and I I just can't. So all of that. And then, you know, your husband is 
normally my husband travels a lot for work and he was home, which actually ended up being like a huge savior. But, you know, I know a lot of people had to get used to everybody all of a sudden working from home and just your world literally shrank to your house. So it's been a year of that. And I know that a lot of relationships have suffered because of it. I know that it's been really hard. I mean, so much stress has on been on people. So I want to talk about ways that within the confines of the pandemic to carve out time for romance and to be romantic with your partner. It's it's really important, you know, like you can't go down this rabbit hole of having your relationship be last on the totem pole for forever. It's just it's not good. It's not healthy. And it's it's sad, really. So on the sad note, first, I'm going to talk about what not to do. So what not to do is basically what we do on any given night, (laughs) unless we're planning on having trying to do a little COVID date night within the confines of our own house. So a usual night for us goes like this. I make dinner. We all sit down and eat as a family. That's important to us. Our kids are little, so our conversation is pretty limited, but that we like to idea of, you know, I set the table, we make dinner and we have the habit of all getting together and the ideas that we're going to be able to talk about our day. And it's nice. It's nice to have family time. So the kids all eat whatever I cooked. Like I don't make special meals or whatever. We all eat the same stuff. And then after dinner, and of course, like dinner itself is stressful, right? Because my three-year-old doesn't want to eat. He wants to run around. We tell him to sit. My five-year-old like still really needs reminding to use his fork. And that's really annoying and stressful. And just, you know, sit up straight, sit at the table, eat your food, eat your food, eat your food. Um, (laughs) So we do that. And then after that, I take the kids upstairs and I give them a bath and put their jammies on. And that is also stressful. You know, my three-year-old, you know, transitions. I don't want to get in the bath. I don't want to get in the bath. I don't want to get out of the bath. Like, yes, we know. Um, You guys know this. And then my, during that time, my husband cleans up the kitchen. So he does the dishes and cleans up from dinner and um, then usually sits down and watches TV. Now, in fairness, sometimes it takes him more time to clean up than it does for me to do the bath. But the point is we're not together. We're each doing our own tasks like to make it to bedtime. So then we, I get the kids bathed and they've got their pajamas on. Then we, you know, play in the playroom, maybe watch TV, maybe do blocks, maybe like whatever we play. And then it's time to brush teeth and go to bed. And bedtime is another romance killer. It's just a stress, you know, it's just a stressful deal. So we brush teeth. They both kind of need help still with brushing their teeth, make sure they pee, they get in bed. And our bedtime routine is I read them a story, maybe a couple stories. We turn the lights out. I sing some lullabies and then they share a room. And so I can't really leave until they're both basically asleep, which is a huge bummer. I highly don't recommend it, but otherwise they'll just keep playing. I mean, sometimes I'm able to say like, you need to stay in your room and stay quiet or whatever, but they will just feed off each other's energy. And that's like the nightmare scenario, right? Because then they go to bed late and it's just bad. But so what I have been doing is staying in their room. And that's another romance killer time sucks. So then now it's like 8.30, maybe nine. I'm exhausted. My bedtime is like 9.30, 10. Lurch downstairs and we, maybe I haven't even watched the news yet. (laughs) So maybe we turn on the news. Maybe we're watching some stupid show or we're just playing around on our phones. Um, And the other thing that is a romance killer for us is that my husband a lot of times works nights. So he will log on, um, he works 
in the Middle Eastern time zones a lot. So he will start his night, his working at like, you know, 10, 9.30, 10 at night. So that's right when I'm going to bed. But the point is that there's no time for connection, like at all. So we are messing around on our phones, kind of catching up from the day, whatever. Then I end up going to sleep exhausted. Maybe he comes to bed with me. Maybe he doesn't. But the probably number one thing that I can say to not do is doom scroll on your phone. (laughs) until you're so tired that you just roll upstairs and go to bed and turn off the light and do it all again the next day. So that's a what not to do scenario. And that is like a typical night in our house. And how can anyone have romance? If you do that again and again and again and again, how could anyone have romance in a situation like that? You can't. So the first time that this happened, this is I'm moving into now what has worked for us The first time this happened, it was totally spontaneous. I didn't like figure this out and think ahead of time. No, no, I'm not that cool. So basically what we did is we fed the kids first. So number one, feed the kids first, get them, get rid of them, (laughs) find a way to make them be gone. So, you know, we do some chicken nuggets or mac and cheese or whatever, feed them first. And then I take them upstairs. Oh, so the other thing is that I make the dinner that we're going to have ahead of time. Maybe the first night that this happened, maybe like I roasted a chicken or something, something that can keep for a while. So you've made it. And so then you just have to heat it up or you could order in that, you know, that works too. Then it's just one less stressful thing. But so feed the kids first, feed them something easy that doesn't require a ton of cleanup and make your food ahead of time. Get the kids upstairs and I take them for the bath. And then I put on a movie and I know that's screen time bummer, whatever. It's COVID. We don't have babysitters. We're doing the best we can. So yeah, if you can figure out if you think your kids will like play Legos unattended while you go downstairs and have dinner, then rock out. But for us, it's definitely movie time. So I get them jammied up and now it's movie time. So in that time that I'm doing that, my husband has cleaned up their dinner, set the table for us, put out the food that I've already made and lit candles and turned on music which is a huge deal. So tip number one, find a way to get rid of your kids. Tip number two is change the ambiance of your house or your space. So if you have a dining room table and a kitchen table, maybe eat at the dining room. Or if you want to go eat on the couch or whatever, change the ambiance. So instead of listening to the news with TV or having nothing on, we put on some music whatever kind you want. Um, And we light the candles and kind of dim the lights and set the table in like a nice fancy ish sort of way, you know, just maybe like one step up from the usual family dinner. And then if the kids leave you alone, you can actually have a dinner. And if your kids are older, just tell them to go away or I don't know, find a way for them to just be gone. So then you can actually have some time to share a meal, have a glass of wine in with candlelight and, you know, soft music in the background and, some time and space to converse and share a meal to talk about whatever you know I know a lot of people on date nights they say like we don't talk about the kids or whatever whatever <laughs> you know whatever whatever it is as long as it's not like scheduling that's kind of a buzzkill but the point is that this is your time for connection and rekindling the flame and romance and all that so anything you can do to change the atmosphere have your dinner then we usually have to break for bedtime so let's say that I go upstairs and I do the bedtime or we both do the bedtime, then the big difference is instead of going back downstairs and watching TV together, maybe, and this is another romance killer 
I mean, I don't know if it's a romance killer, but it's just kind of a killer. It's like you can't agree on the movie. And so you spend like 45 minutes watching a bunch of trailers and then you get too tired to start a whole new show and then you go upstairs, whatever. So just cut all that out. Go straight up to your room. Go straight to bed. Or if you have a one story, just go straight to your room. Bring your wine if you want. Bring your candles, definitely. And bring your music. Do not bring your phone. If you're on your phone, you're not connecting with the person who's in front of you. You're not really being present. You're just kind of screwing off. And so we have found, because we're not like bone exhausted at this point, right? So now we're in a room where the ambiance has changed. We've got candles, we've got music, we've got wine, and we're just chilling. And continuing the conversation. It's so nice. It's so nice to not be just dead exhausted in your bed where you think that you're just supposed to be for sleeping and having sex. It's like you're you're hanging out. And listen, if that turns into a nice steamy makeout sesh or, you know, having sex, that's amazing. Bravo. Well done. Date night accomplished. But even if it doesn't, it's still nice. It's refreshing. It's a change and it can only lead to positives. So those are my those are my specific tips on what we do. So the first time we did this, like I said, it was totally spontaneous. Like we didn't know, we didn't like plan ahead or whatever. We just kind of did it. And then we were like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like I feel relaxed. I feel like I spent time with you. Even though I see you all day, I don't spend time with you. You know, I feel like I spent quality time with my husband and he felt the same way, which was huge. So yeah, so that's that's what I got. And I'm sharing that with you. I hope you enjoyed it. And now I want to talk about um, what our listeners have said. So a lot of my listeners are working from home. So either they're both working or their husband's at home and their kids are at school. It's like physically present at school or they have a nanny. So what they I've heard a couple stories of it's morning and we go on a walk together. The kids are in school and we just go on a walk together and that's our time to recharge and connect, which is great. Another listener said what she does is they will do a picnic lunch. They just get a couple of sandwiches, a blanket, some drinks, and they go to the park across the street. But, you know, they're outside in the grass. I mean, I I know it's winter now for most of the world, except for (laughs) Southern California. But that's another idea of just getting outside with your with your husband in the day when you have the time and space to do it and you don't have to do bedtime and bath time and all that. Okay, so another one that a listener wrote in and said, which I think is also very good, is to do a date night at home, but the key for them is actually to dress up, which is like a whole nother level because the date nights that I'm doing are definitely in sweats. But so she says her and her husband will actually get dressed up and order takeout and plate it and set set a nice table and drink wine And then she said another thing that they do for fun is to find a fun dessert recipe and make it together. So I think that is also adorable. For them, it's about actually making the effort of getting dressed and looking nice, which is like obvious. Like, why didn't I think of that? I didn't, but I like it and maybe I will try it. Another listener wrote in and she meditates with her husband to connect after the kids are in bed, which I thought was amazing. Bravo. If your husband's down with meditating, why not? I love that. That's probably never going to happen with me, but I'm, I'm super into the idea. And so if that works, I say totally do it. Because when you meditate, you bring your whole body to like a different level of relaxation and how amazing to be able to do that with your husband. 
So another listener wrote in and she said, instead of TV passing out and being angry at each other out of sheer exhaustion, out of the situation of COVID, which is what we are basically normally doing, what we need to be doing, sticking with what worked for us pre-kids and pre-pandemic, which meant for us tonight, drinking a lot more than usual. It's a Monday, (laughs) but they just happened to have a lovely night talking. And so they just went with the flow and going out for a smoke. Now, I think smoking's gross and smoking's bad. However, if, you know, I mean, like you're doing something a little naughty together, the kids are asleep. That's cool. I, I, I mean, I support that, even though I think smoking is wrong. If that's if you know like why not right and and the other thing i think that's important about that tip is like going with the flow if you know you're going to be stuck at home every day and you don't have to get up and go into an office the next day why not make monday night the romance night why not just if if it happens i thought that was so such a great tip and kind of you know kind of doing something a little naughty together that's just for the two of you which is cool and then she says In general, in a world where everyone is too healthy, too careful, and too good, just take some time to do what feels good for the soul and for both of you. In the end, it's always about staying connected and having fun. And life is too short, even and especially during this pandemic. So yeah, those are my tips. I hope they help. I hope that you like the show and I hope that you can try to put some of these in action. If you do, I would love to hear from you. I mean, I would always love to hear from you, but um, I would love to hear if you like these ideas, if they work for you, etc. And I wish you all Godspeed as we are rounding a year of a global pandemic. This is, you know, a once in a century kind of deal and we're all just doing our best. So I want to say I salute you and good luck. And I hope that you find romance and connection with your husbands. And dare I say it, Happy Valentine's Day. Have a good one. Bye.